Peace, good people, and welcome to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. Peace. Welcome to another episode of Soul Affirmations with... Okay, I'm not... What is going on? Why do we have to start over? I think the funnies are funny. I think the funnies are funny too. I like bloopers. I'm okay with it. It was you that stopped. (laughs) 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 No, thank you. Okay, my bad. Well... Welcome to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Kariga and Felicia. And thank you all for tuning in and building this amazing community. We welcome you all to the space. If this is your first time listening, you are listening to Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga Mm -mm. on the Black Love Podcast Network. That is true. We want you to just stay here with us for a little while. And we appreciate y'all coming back. Those that have returned, we enjoy talking with each other about defining and and refining the practice of love as it shows up in many facets, including grief. And we've been talking about it this week in different ways. One of the ways is in reference to time, right? Mm -hmm. So Kareem and I were, I don't know where we were going, actually. I can't quite remember. But we were rolling down the street. Smoking? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I just about to say, rolling down the street in my six four. That's all, uh-huh, I like that's your all reference. I but we were, we were, we were rolling down the street. Oh, so you had, so you were the Dr. Dre reference, and I was the Easy E. That was Snoop. Snoop, yeah, but that's produced by Dre. When you said rolling down the street, yeah, smoking, yeah, because you about to say smoking endo, so yeah, in the juice, yeah, laid yeah. back. Uh huh. With my mind on my money and my money on on my mind. mind. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Death Row Records. <laughs> I'm going in. I'm just kidding. No, um, but we were. We were we were on our way somewhere in the sunny streets of Oakland. And we were talking about time. Mm-hmm. I think that it was centered around um relationships and mm-hmm. um the time that it takes to get to know someone. Okay, so yeah, you were talking about the time that it takes to get to know someone, but it wasn't just time in a, just like in the linear continuum. Yeah. You were talking about the different experiences you'll have over time that reveal new parts of your partner, mm. right? Okay. So much of it is circumstantially. So it doesn't mean that it's not time in a measure that says in two years, you'll learn this about your partner or in three years, you'll learn this about your partner. Right. What Felicia was talking about is that time is the only measure that allows us to learn about challenges, differences, Mm -hmm. circumstances Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with our partners. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what we're doing. And if I recall correctly, we're on our way to go get some food. What sounds accurate to me is in the car, maybe not realizing exactly where we were going because sometimes you don't know what you want to eat. (laughs) But... In all instances, we were going to get some food, trying to figure out what we wanted to eat. Yeah. And so Kariga at this time didn't know what he wanted to eat, but he did give mention. No, I'm kidding. He did, he did say something that I feel is, is very accurate about time that we have been working to refine our understanding of it, right? And Kariga, I made a note and I want to read it to you what you said. For sure. And you said that time gives us everything we know about love. It's a unique continuum insofar as it often feels like it's moving us further away from the love we lost. But there's a condition. It also is the only measure that tells us our love is growing more intensely each day. And it takes time to commit to this knowing, to affirm this knowing. Mm. Do you remember saying that? Yeah. 
Yeah. I guess I'll go to the beginning ladder and start with the end. It takes time to affirm this knowing. It takes time to, what was that? It takes time to commit to this knowing. Uh It takes time to affirm this knowing. Yeah. So I was talking about the the committing and affirming is the time it takes to remind yourself, Mm. especially in grief. It can be very disorienting from the reality of what you see around you because everyone else is on this other schedule, this other world. Yeah. But you have to remember yours and your feelings and your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And it takes time to practice that. It takes time to remember who you are. It takes time to remember what your reality is. And it takes so much time to remember that the love is still present. Mm. Like that's the rehearsing I'm talking about, right? So it takes time to commit. It takes, and then it takes time to affirm this. I don't want to interrupt your thought. I want you to keep your thought, but in regards to grief and our experience with grief, I've heard so many times from others who are not in the direct experience of the loss say that in time things will be, you know, but they don't talk about how. There is a process that happens. Yeah. And at that point, then it makes sense. But to tell somebody it's time. The colloquialism of it takes time lacks the the depth and attention and the investigation. Yeah. Needed by the curious brain that is grieving. Yes. So telling one it takes time is not a clear answer, more than a rehearsed answer. But when I think about time being the only, can you read it to me one more time? Time giving us everything that we know about love. Yeah. Because it's a unique continuum insofar as it feels. So the continuum is like in the beginning of grief, I remember what one day felt like, what two days felt like, what three days felt like. And God forbid, when I reached that one month anniversary of Kamayu's transition and then two months. Mm -hmm. At that time, time for me was based on all the metrics we learned in the parenting classes. (laughs) By this time, they should be doing this. By this time, they should be doing that. Right. And those things are rehearsed in your brain, especially when you are coming into parenthood Mm -hmm. and you see others in the journey of parenthood. Mm -hmm. So you have an idea of what the developmental markers should look like around certain months, right? Mm Because that's why we Mm -hmm. all love first steps. The first steps are not just about the child learning to walk. It represents this collective process, this hope, this anticipation. This is how can we remember at what month our children walked. Mm. It's not just the arbitrary of taking steps forward, something that we'll all have to do after we start walking. Just think about all the walking you have to do. Mm-hmm. So it's not exclusively about the independence of being able to take your own steps. Those first steps are important because they are on a calendar of expectations. Right. So time being the continuum that tells us everything we know about love insofar as it moves and we hope that our goals and dreams move according to time. But time feels like this great disruptor in grief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, it was based on time feeling like it was taking me further away from the day that I yeah. looked forward to yep. my whole life. Yep. Time was taking me further away from holding Kamayu in my arms. Yep. Time was taking me further away from 
the scent of her on my clothes. Mm-hmm. Time was taking me further away from her birth complexion. Mm-hmm. Man. And how the refrigerator changes how the child looks. So time felt very cruel in the beginning. It did. But time was the only measure that I would be able to use to find out how deep my love was Mm. and is for Kamayu. And then over time, it took me to rehearse that though the day of departure makes me feel far from her, Mm -hmm. through the measure of time, I would learn how close I am to her every single day. In my thoughts, in my beings, and who I become. (laughs) So time was the thing that revealed to me how deeply we love Mm-hmm. And I measure that by the rising of each sun and the setting of each sun. <laughs> I remember how much I despised time in the beginning. I remember how much I hated the sun sunrise as a reminder of the day is going to keep going. And the sunset, those those parts of the day were the hardest. October, I've said this before, felt like one day. I did not like time because, like you said, I felt like it was taking me away from the only moments that I had rehearsed within myself that I wanted to have with my daughter. And it's so unique. In grief, you learn a lot about time aside from what the expectations are that are given to you. And really what you've rehearsed like your whole life and how it moves, you know? And it's so unique as we're talking about this and I say we're rolling down the street and we're talking about time. This isn't the first time we've talked about time in this way. Mm -mm. And one of my favorite ways to talk about time with you is, well, that one time we were, (laughs) that one time (laughs) when we were driving to SAC to visit family and I made this playlist for Karig and I, and it's called Our Love and Song. And one of the songs on it includes As by Stevie Wonder, right? And As is such a beautifully written song that's written by Stevie Wonder. And we find it so fascinating that this man was able to put into words, like it was like he lifted a veil. There was a veil lifted. He understood something about love in practice. Yep. Yeah, it was not a philosophy. No. It was not a romantic love. It was as if he knew something deeper. So if if you're I'm sure I can't be so sure, I can't be scientifically sure that if you're listening to this that you've heard the song as by Stevie Wonder. But I'm assuming that you have. If you have not, I want to bring up some of the the lyrics, Riga. Okay. Just, you know, kind of quickly investigate them. But the very first thing he says is, as around the sun, the earth knows she's revolving. And the rosebuds know to bloom in early May. Just as hate knows love's a cure, you can rest your mind assured that I'll be loving you always. As now can't reveal the mystery of tomorrow, but in passing will grow older every day. Just as all is born is new, do know what I say is true that I'll be loving you always. 
Mm-hmm. And then he paints this picture in the chorus, right? That is forever. He's defining forever. Yeah. Right? Because it's until the rainbow burns the stars out in the sky. Until the ocean covers every mountain high. Until the dolphin flies and parrots live That's at sea. Me. And until we dream of life and life becomes a dream. Mm-hmm. So the second verse he goes into... Did you know that true love asks for nothing? Her acceptance Acceptance is the way we pay, right? True love. Her acceptance of true love is the way we pay. Did you know that life has given love a guarantee to last through forever and another day? Did you know that life has given love a guarantee? Excuse me? Excuse me. (laughs) These two paramount. Korea. (laughs) structures the only way we're here right it's like we think of life as the thing happening outside of us and around us and we know that through soul affirmations we have to learn to look within to define what life is i want to ask how did you know that but what caused you to investigate it that way what was the feel that caused you to investigate it that way right because when i hear that i understand Based on my lived experiences, I found that love is a constant. That right there describes that, right? And he goes, just as time knew to move on since the beginning, and the seasons know exactly when to change, just as kindness knows no shame, know through all your joy and pain that I'll be loving you always. Just as time knew to move on since the beginning. Mm -hmm. That's the part for me that... So I remember an elder at a funeral once upon a time talked about time moving on. And I thought it was an insensitive conversation. (laughs) Listen to me. I was younger. Okay. And I did not like the way he spoke about time moving on. But it was almost as if now I can understand he came to this very real understanding. Hmm about time differently than I wanted to identify with as a youth that it would move on. He didn't say that we would move on and leave our loved ones behind. Mm-mm. That was my assumption as time moving on. Right. Cause at that point I didn't know how to hold what I can hold now. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to see what I can see now. And yes, time does move on, but it's, it's just an indicator of other happenings that do not come to us on a predicted schedule. Time moving on does not predict the when of anything. Mm. We just know that it's moving on. In grief, it takes time, but time itself doesn't define your wellness, your understanding. Mm -hmm. It takes support in spaces like this. Mm -hmm. It takes conversation. It takes introspection. It takes so many things that are happening in time, but time itself exclusively is not the measure for all things being well. Right. As today I know I'm living, but tomorrow could make me the past, but that I mustn't fear. Mm. For I, I'll know deep in my mind the love of me I've left behind, because I'll be loving you always. Stop right there. <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. Time can make you a memory of tomorrow. As today I know I'm living, but tomorrow could make me the past, but that I mustn't fear. Oh my gosh. 
for I'll know deep in my mind the love of me I've left behind. Mm. Come on. See, this is the part where we say, oh, Stevie must have known about grief. Yeah. That's the part for me that suggests you understand grief, the continuum that is love, though the separation from the loved one, though the separation from that day. Today you can be here, right? Like, yeah, there's a colloquialism right today, here today, gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But Stevie was very clear to make sure that the love was left behind. Like the love is still there. Yeah. He knew that it was there. He knew knew that it was constant. He knows that the love remains. And I think not even that part was an indicator for me of his understanding of grief. But the bridge is what stuck out to me because he says, we all know sometimes life's hates and troubles can make you wish you were born in another another time time and space. space. Come on. I know that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. We all know that life's hates and troubles can make you wish you were born another time and space. It's this idea that I vividly remember in the hospital not being able to change my reality, Mm -hmm. but certainly wishing there was a misunderstanding of time. Mm -hmm. That maybe time somehow was misunderstood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that what they thought was final wasn't final. Yeah. Yeah. It was my deepest hope. And imagine being sane, otherwise sane and sound mind. And your only hope is to wish that time had a misunderstanding. <laughs> That's where I was because I knew I couldn't change my reality, but I was hoping there was a discrepancy in time. So make sure when you say you're in it, but not of it, you're not helping to make this earth a place sometimes called hell. Change your words into truths and then change that truth into love. Mm -hmm. And maybe our children's grandchildren and their great grandchildren will tell. Tell of the constant of love, man. And and it how it's described, it's not just in this happy place. It's not just in this place of experiencing all joy it comes also with understanding the highs and the lows the wishing that you were in a different time and space Mm -hmm. in all of those spaces i'll still be loving you Hmm. because the love remains constant so why did he describe such contrast such such vast contrast Mm -hmm. of possible and impossible And then choosing to define and leave for us that all those places I just sang about, love will be always. Always. The love that I have for my daughter will be always, as well as the love she left behind. Mm. And it took time to rehearse that. And it takes time to understand that and rehearse that. Yeah. And when I say rehearse, y'all, and Felicia says understand, we're saying very much of the same things, but I'm talking about. The habit of mind one has to develop mm-hmm. to inform and help us refute the experience that we're seeing in front of us. And I have to rehearse that. I have to rehearse what is true. Yeah. That exceeds what I'm feeling because my feelings are also true. Mm-hmm. But I need a truth higher than my feelings. 
That's what I mean when I say rehearse. I teach myself to remember truths higher than my feelings so that my feelings can also have their room to teach me and show me. Man. But they won't hold me hostage. Why? Because just as time knew to move on since the beginning. <laughs> so I, I don't say stuck in a feeling. Yeah. Because time doesn't afford me the luxury of being stuck. Yeah. Time will teach me to carry what is most important with me. Yep. And it will teach me to release what I cannot hold so that I can carry what I hold dear. Yeah. So this, this year plus since Kamayu was born has taught me to let go of the things that get in the way of me holding her mm. close to my heart. <laughs> I remember early in this pandemic mm-hmm. <laughs> how honest I was in my Zoom etiquette. <laughs> Yo, I had to. Zoom etiquette was... <laughs> Yo, I had to let I people know. I had to let people know I've had enough. <laughs> would always he, he would I would say he, like he'd be honest this is, for this sure. is I can't do more I've no, I can't do more I've done the best I can do for now yep but I had to do that because I had to make room for my grief I had to make room for my rehearsing my mind because if that call if that zoom wasn't about grief yeah I was not as interested in being informed about another temporary matter let me say a temper. Let me give this context. <laughs> Even as something as the constant of racism in this country against black life, mm-hmm. discrimination, as constant as that is, the occurrence, the assault on black life is a temporary occurrence, a constant. It happens in great repetition. Mm hmm. And it has long-term and permanent ramifications. Mm -hmm. But what is temporary about it is its place in conversation not followed by lifestyle action. Hmm. I mean, how, how long it lasts on the timeline how long people are investigating its occurrence, their findings before they revert back to something more comfortable mm. than to sit with and unpack what is the practice of institutional racism in this country. <laughs> I have never had the luxury of leaving that conversation. Mm. Ever since I came into formal learning, I have not left the conversation, not even once. Mm-hmm. beyond rhetoric it has been my lifestyle mm-hmm. beyond lifestyle it has been embedded in purpose and call so because I knew that I was doing the work to alleviate the conditions that cause our collective suffering every day I didn't need to participate in a zoom call longer than my needs <laughs> no matter what we talking about mm-hmm. because I knew that the world on the other end of that zoom is not as informed about my grief as they are about everything else. Mm. 
because no one is incentivizing or funding a conversation that otherwise make us more deep in our understanding with grief. So we essentially develop this illiteracy around grief. Yeah. And I didn't want that world to be responsible for telling me that, get this, it's just going to take some time. (laughs) I wasn't interested in that. Nah. Nah, bro. Nah. Nah. I beg you. I beg your pardon. Can we investigate that a little bit? Excuse. Yeah. Um, hello. (laughs) Excuse. Tell me more. Tell me more about this time you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So I just developed this awareness that all those spaces weren't requiring of the little time I had. Yeah. Tending to my grief was a real responsibility and continues to be a real responsibility. And the courage to attend to the grief is what creates this space right here. Man. It creates this intentional conversation where we get to examine, investigate, slow down, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. unpack, Mm -hmm. even laugh a little bit about it. Yep, because it's all encompassing. Because as Stevie describes, it's always. 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 In always, for always, right? It's ever existent around us. Yeah. So when we're talking about time being the, the thing that teaches us everything we need to know about love, mm-hmm. it's a unique continuum because it also makes us feel like we're moving further away from the origin of the love we lost. Yeah. But there's a condition It is the only measure that tells us our love is growing more intensely each day. And it takes time to commit to this. Mm. And it takes time to affirm this knowing. And this is why we affirm. This is why we affirm. Imagine. Imagine this same grief occurring. Now, I know there is a certain grief attributed to Losing your firstborn. But what happens to mothers who experience loss at other spectrum? What happened to parents who experience loss at other spectrum? What happened to parents who still have to be parents mm-hmm. while experiencing loss? How do they have the time to rehearse these knowings, to affirm these knowings? Right? Or what about yeah. my, my baby sister? Right who is a mother to three wonderful girls and experienced the unexpected passing of her partner. Mm-hmm. When does she have time to rehearse these knowings? When does she have time to commit to these knowings? To even investigate how she feels about it. So that's why we affirm. Yeah. For those of us out there who may not have time to investigate it, who may not be afforded the resource to investigate it the capacity to investigate our grief Mm. to make peace with it yeah because grief is love and love is constant always always